What's up, everybody? This is Milestone Episode 30 of 30. the Follow You Anywhere podcast. Uh, is 30 flirty. a milestone episode, actually? I don't know. Flirty 30. 25 was, but 30 is just an even number. I don't know if you can really call it a milestone episode. I don't know. It's considered a milestone birthday. Is it? Yeah, like when you turn 30. Oh, yeah. The, that's because you're like over the underhill or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the the younger hill. Because then the next one is... 50. 40. 40. Because 40 is that big, like you're, you're, you're an adult adult. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of the uh, little fireworks badges on the uh, bus sprout. Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think it goes from 25 to 50. I don't know. But hey. uh, anyway, we've got a good one planned today because we're talking about following God through disappointment. Yes, but before we jump into that, I've got a question. i got a question, too. Were you disappointed when you turned 30? Nope, because I haven't. <laughs> Turned 30 yet, and you uh, knew that. <laughs> trying to, not yet. I'll let you know in a year and a half. Uh, just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. Man, when you, turn, when you turn 30, things just start changing. Your perspective starts changing. It's like you're getting old, and <laughs> people listening are like 50, 60. They're my like, perspective y'all is, are just a bunch of kids. My perspective has already started to change. Uh, but I, I have some interesting news. What's your interesting news? So there's this island. I think you pronounce it Palau. Palau. Yeah. Uh, I think so. P-A-L-A-U. It is just to the um, east of the Philippines. Yeah. We got to go there. We got to go. Why is that? I got an email this morning letting us know that According to Apple, we are number seven in the Christianity podcast in Palau. In Palau? Yeah. No way. We're number 17 there in the religion and spirituality category. And we're number 134 in all podcasts. Oh. There. Well, I was about to ask how many Christian podcasts they have, because if they only had seven, then... Yeah, I don't know. But there's obviously more than 134, you know, total podcast, you know, or at least, at least we're there, you know. Somehow we made it to Palau. Yeah. So wow. That could mean we're getting one stream a day from there or something, you know. But uh, but made top it, made top it to seven, Palau. Top That's <laughs> wow for Palau. Yeah. yeah. Start a campaign for that. Yeah. So maybe if we go, like, we can go visit and. Yeah. We'll be. Follow you anywhere to Palau. <laughs> to Palau. Yeah. Special episode. Yeah. Hey, Jim, we got to get the mission trip. <laughs> <laughs> Have you even looked into Palau? Is this I just like a nice island? On, I just looked it I don't know. I just looked it up on the yeah, map. You might see. like pull it up and it might like not be a place that you'd want to travel to, though. Oh, the Republic of Palau. We, we might get to Palau and wait for it. Be disappointed. Oh, I see what you did there. Nah, bro. We're not going to be disappointed. Dang. Look at this place. Wow. I wish we could show you what this place place looks like. If this is the same place. There's probably not a lot of islands named. Oh, (laughs) wow. Palau. (laughs) Wow. Palau. There you go. 
All right, Man, so if I wish I could show you guys if you're listening to this what we're seeing right now, but it is pristine. That's that's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. So if you're listening to this from Palau, go ahead and spread the word yeah. and help us get to Palau. Exactly. We will follow God to Palau for a special episode. But uh, you got to help us out. Or if you're just listening here in the States and you want to sponsor a trip to, <laughs> to Palau. Palau. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. This is Australia in the Pacific. So Palau is... It's in... Yeah, it's in the... I think it's there. I don't know. Ooh. How many places... I wonder if we could go to Palau and then take a little short trip to the Great Barrier Reef. I don't know. I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Um Well, that's a great way to open up yeah. our podcast episode on disappointment. <laughs> it's disappointing that we're not going to Palau. That's right. But uh we're going to talk about real life disappointment today and let's face it, uh life is full of disappointment and we can't control whether or not we face disappointment in life. It's part of living in a fallen world, and we're going to have disappointments. Uh, probably going to have a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, probably had some recently. Um, we can't control whether or not we're going to be disappointed, but we can control how we respond to that disappointment. I was disappointed yesterday, actually. What were you disappointed about yesterday? So, you know, I uh, my craft is leading worship, playing an instrument, you know, that that type of thing. That's what I do for a living. That's your passion. Yeah, but it's also what I do for Your skill set. Yeah, and um, you got to use those tools of the trade in order to do that. Yeah. And one of my guitars I took to be just adjusted yesterday and found out that it's not just an adjustment that needs to be done. It, it's a major, basically, guitar operation that has to happen. Uh they have to take the neck off the guitar. Mm. It's going to take a long time, and it's so sad. you got to take your Sacramento and send it back to Sacramento, huh? Yes, so sad. That's not true. What's it called? A Martin? Yeah, you, you got to send it back to Martin. Take the Martin and send it back yeah. to Martin. I was just trying to find a, a city that was far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that's disappointing, you know. Yeah. Like that's a bummer. Yeah. Last time, this is the second time they've done it because I got when I bought it brand new, it happened. Yeah. Like pretty quickly after getting it, so they they did it, but they kept it. They had it longer than I had owned it by the time I got it back. Yeah. I was disappointed yesterday too. Really disappointed. I opened up a bill, mm. and it was not good. It was really bad. It was... So maybe instead of funding our trip to Palau, somebody could sponsor uh, some medical bill (laughs) expenses. So remember when Lauren was having the back pain and she was not sure what was going on and started having some kind of stroke-like symptoms as a result of her pain? Yeah. Yeah. Just that bad taco. Yeah. Ended up being like maybe a kidney stone, but she doesn't know if she ever passed it, but she just kind of got better and they didn't really give us any answers. Well, they sent us a bill for no answers for $7,000. Yeah. That's uh, not the way I responded, but that was close. (laughs) Uh, So I went to bed early last night. Yeah. I was like, yes. I'm calling it a night. I'm going to give you no answers. Yeah, that's right. 
and uh, oh man, disappointment. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about disappointments in life, and specifically disappointments in the church and how we respond to those disappointments and unfortunately capital C church capital C church yeah not, not Emmanuel Baptist church. church I mean they the, part of it yeah. can be here but just yeah. we're talking about the church the church. The, the capital C church the like church even in Palau yeah. church yeah I mean we're talking about all of the granddaddy of them all the body of Christ yeah um the rose but a lot of people uh recently have, due to their disappointments in the church, specifically the evangelical church, yeah. they have left the church altogether. Yeah. And there's actually a, a movement. Have you heard of this movement of people that are leaving the church? I've hashtag yeah. exvangelical. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of hashtags related to this. Uh, hashtag empty the pews. Wow. Like that's, dang man! You're not just leaving. Like you're trying to, you, you're trying to empty the pews. I mean, I kind of like chairs better than pews. So, I mean, you know. Okay. Well, to be fair, you would have to get them out yeah. before you could take the pews out and yeah. replace them with chairs. It's true. So, but maybe, I don't think that's what they're talking about. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe they're just trying to get some chairs in the place. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> this is a theater seating campaign that they're doing. <laughs> I think they're mad at the church. Yeah, trying yeah. to get people out of the church. Uh, hashtag ex Christian, mm. hashtag decolonize, wow, hashtag church two, wow, you know what that one's about, yeah, come on now, wow, Man, it's brutal. And so, just I mean, this is just over the past few years, entire cultures, communities, and followings have been built around this idea of hey we're leaving the church and not we're not just leaving the church we're taking as many people with us as we can uh, because of the great disappointment that we've experienced uh with the church and you know there's all kinds of reasons that people give um, and you know, on, on both sides, it's like, there's this back and forth between those who are pro church and those who are, um, evangelical, you know, um, kind of going back and forth. But, you know, some people say, well, it's just, you know, they think they're, they're setting a trend and they're trying to be trendy or, you know, they just want to do something that the Bible says they can't do, but, uh, and, and I think there is some of that, you know, some of that um, disregard for authority. And, hey, I'm tired of people telling me what to do. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's kind of the message that our culture gives. Right. That you be you, you do you, you only live once. And so live your life to the fullest and don't let anybody limit you from uh, what this life has to offer. But we know as Christians, that the Bible is not telling us the things that we are to avoid to keep us from having fun or experiencing life. It is giving us guardrails to keep us from uh, going off the rails completely and or off the, the track completely and experiencing self-destruction because we followed 
that wide path that yeah, leads to destruction. It gives us the the recipe, the directions for actually living life to the fullest. Yeah. And that, and that doesn't always look the way that we think it should, but it's an abundant life. Yeah. And so how to experience those gifts that God gives us to the fullest, uh, and the way that we do that is experiencing them the way God says that uh, He created them uh, for us to experience. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about you know some of the unfortunately real reasons people are leaving the church. And to be fair, are not good reasons to leave the church, but are good reasons to be upset with the church. Sure. Because let's be honest, we're doing some really dumb stuff in some of our churches. Yeah. Like we're pushing people away. Yeah. Like I showed you the clip a few weeks ago where the, the pastor is getting all fired up and he's like, you will not wear masks in this church. You will not be vaccinated and go to this church. Uh, you know, and talking about like how the election was stolen and fraudulent and vaccines are from the devil and like all this stuff. And I mean, regardless of what you think about the election or vaccines or anything like that, the pulpit is not the place to right. be saying that stuff. Right. And certainly not to the extent of, if you don't agree with me, you can go somewhere else because like the whole mission of the church is to reach people that don't agree with you with the gospel. Right. I I mean that's that's what evangelism is. Like you're literally going to make disciples of all nations. Wow. Uh baptizing them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why are you baptizing them? Well, you're baptizing them because they're making a decision for Christ. Why are they making a decision for Christ? Because you're telling them about the hope that Jesus provides. You're sharing the good news of the gospel with them. Yeah. Which means that if they have to make a decision to follow Christ, they're not already following Christ. And so if you, as a Christ follower, are going to share the message of the gospel with them and they're not a follower, you're a follower and they're not, guess what that means? Y'all aren't seeing eye to eye at that point. Right. And so the whole idea of the mission of the church is to share the message with people that don't see eye to eye with you. Yeah. They don't agree with you. And you give them a compelling reason through the power of the Holy Spirit to follow after the same Jesus you did, which is not a Jesus that stands up and tells everybody that if you don't agree with me, you can go somewhere. Right. Well, I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I see the message of repentance. Yeah. Uh, repenting from doing things a way that God clearly says we shouldn't do them, but not about personal opinions and, you know, this is what I think, and if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, that's... Eesh. Except for maybe Jesus, when he told the Pharisees off a couple of times. That's Yeah, but again, <laughs> that was God in the flesh. Right. And it was about... God's will and God's way, not yeah. about his opinion. His opinion as a man. Right. So a little different. Yeah. And then, man, I just like 
I try not to get on social media a lot, but I mean, I for whatever reason it just pulls you back in. The algorithms it just are like pulls you back yeah, in. I, I don't know what's going on with Twitter, but these algorithms are sending all kinds of crazy stuff to my my Twitter notifications. Yeah. And so, like, I'm reading this stuff, and I'm just like, what are we doing? Uh, I just read something where some random person tweeted, I have no idea who they are, but uh, it came up on my notifications. And so, you know, if you're notified, you've got to read your notification. It's, I don't know how not to read the notification. <laughs> so, like, what, what am I being notified about? Maybe it's a message. Nope, it's some random tweet from some random person. I've never heard of in a place that I've never been. Oh, let me read it. And it was talking about um, this woman's mother who had been a member of her church for 35 years. Pretty long time. And she's leaving the church because her pastor got up and said from the pulpit, if you have been vaccinated... You need to beg God for forgiveness so that he doesn't send you to hell. Mm. Bro. That's in um, Fourth Chronicles. What the seven. heck are we doing? Yeah. What that, what are we doing as a church? That's, like that's regardless of whether or not you believe that vaccines are good or safe or effective or whatever. Again, what, time and a place. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, what? How is this edifying the church? Right. And this is this is what we're doing. This is what we're teaching and preaching from our pulpits. Yeah. I read another comment or tweet from someone that said that they were leaving their church after twenty five plus years. He said, "Pray for me." The sermon was so bad today that I don't know if I can attend here anymore. I've been here 25 plus years. I've raised a family here. I've struggled here, served here. But I'm like, man, that must have been a really bad sermon. But you read the comments and you realize it's not the quality of the sermon. It's a message of the sermon. And basically, uh, long story short, what what the pastor did was he took Nehemiah's story and basically used it as a platform to say, hey, we as a church have an enemy, and we need to stand up and fight our enemy. Well, what's the enemy? Well, the Bible says very clearly our enemy's not flesh and blood. Right. It's the uh, evil principalities and powers. But the enemy in this sermon was culture. Our culture. Hmm. And that is... Like, that's not an uncommon message, like us against them, them not being the people, but the culture. Now, are we called to be set apart as followers of Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are we called to be holy and different? Yes. But culture is not our enemy. Yeah. Culture in itself is not evil. Like, you don't go across the world on a mission trip into a different culture and say, my enemy is culture. Right. No, your enemy's not culture. You actually learn the culture 
so that you can effectively engage the people in that culture with the gospel. You got to make sure, like, ah, you guys are doing it wrong. <laughs> That's right. This is, this is stupid. Like, this is wrong. No, you don't do that. Well, somebody might, but it's just so disheartening. Yeah. Like the stuff that we're preaching or teaching from our pulpits. Like I don't blame people for being sure. disappointed. Yeah, I mean, and and most people have probably experienced something similar, you know, to some degree, um, or or are connected to somebody that has. I mean, I know that. I mean, we've we've got family um, that experienced something very similar. Um, just where teaching went from being very biblical, very sound, to just all of a sudden being politically driven. Yeah. Um, and and all of a sudden, the Bible was being used to defend and promote politics, and that's just not what it's about. And and all of a sudden, it became more political than biblical. And 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 fa- that that family left. You know, they just couldn't be a part of that, and it was heartbreaking for them. They loved their church. They loved what it was doing, and they watched their church die because of it. Um, and uh, you know, it's just it's sad. Yeah, and, and to be clear, okay, uh, we're not saying that pastors should not preach or teach on principles. Yeah. Of politics, because sure. the the political world is full of worldviews that are either biblical or not biblical. Yeah. And, and so we're not talking about preaching to those topics. Yeah. Uh, because as Scripture calls us to preach on those topics, we preach on those topics. Yeah. And there's a time and a place. Yeah. The, and, and we should address those things. Yeah. But... But that when that becomes your, yeah, your message, your weekly. ministry, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're not we're not here to promote a politician, right. or a platform. We're here to promote Jesus, absolutely, and point people to Him, yeah. and that's why we exist as a church, as the bride of Christ, to point people to the bridegroom, the head of the church, Jesus Christ Himself. Uh, so, you know, when we're off on that, like. That is disheartening, and and that's disappointing even for me as a pastor to see how far away we've gotten from preaching the Word of God and and preaching the gospel and making that the focus and, and reaching people with the gospel, not fighting against people, not making people our enemy, not doing our part to stand against them, but doing our part to engage them with the gospel without compromising the truth. We're not talking about compromising the truth. We're not talking about failing to preach the word of God. We're not talking about um, not calling people to repentance. But there is a way that you can view the world and the culture as your enemy and push them away from the gospel. Um and, and there's a way that you can effectively engage them and still stand firm in the truth and preach God's word. Now, having said all of that, the answer, of course, is not to leave the church, capital C. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you're at a church, a local church, if you're a part of a local church that's doing dumb stuff like 
you know, telling people that if they got vaccinated, they need to repent um, and ask, beg God for forgiveness or he's going to send them to hell. Yeah, you might want to find another local church, but that's not a reason to leave the church, capital C. And that's what the ex-evangelical movement is all about. It's about leaving the capital C church, abandoning the faith, if you will. Yeah. And, um, you know, a recent podcast that that came out featured um, a popular name, Christianity, probably everybody's heard of Josh Harris, and just kind of the process of deconstruction and deconstructing what you've been taught all of the years and, you know, the what you've been brought up to believe. And that's the process that these uh, individuals that are hashtagging ex-evangelical, empty the pews, things like that, that's, that's what they're going through. But that's not the answer. Yeah. That's not the answer. Leaving the faith is not the answer. And the Bible is pretty clear about what that means if you leave the faith, right? John says they went out from us because they weren't one of us. And and so it's this idea. A lot of people say, well, you know, they, they left the faith or they lost their salvation and, you know, they had it, but they, they forfeited it. Well, no, it's evidence that even though there was a profession, there, there wasn't a real authentic salvation experience and and time tells on that yeah i I think it would be and what you just said right there is critical because i think there is a time for confusion oh absolutely for questioning you know like we're not saying that if you say i'm leaving the church as far as your local church or you're saying i'm i'm leaving the church as a capital c all in all that that there is a season and a time where you can question or doubt, you know, like the Lord doesn't run from that. That's right. Um, but if you make that decision to ultimately say, this is not for me, yeah, then Jeremy's saying it's evidence that that it was never real, you know, and it's hard to say because we can't make that, de- we can't make that judgment, you know, based on what we see from the outside as far as what the heart is. I mean, there, there are people that will profess Jesus all day long and sit on stage and not actually believe it. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, and so it's, it, there's no way that we can make that call one way or the other. But what are you saying is that that's a dangerous place to find yourself in. Absolutely. If, if that's, you know, if that's, We've, we've mentioned it a couple times in other episodes and things like that. There's also this idea that people feel like they can leave the church, little c, and just kind of do it on their own. And, you know, we made that, that comment about, well, you can be married and, uh, you know, uh, say that you're married, but you, you live and do things separately and differently, and then you're not really, you know, that's it's not really being married, you know. Um, and, and that's kind of the way that the church operates in your relationship with the Lord. Uh, and so, um, you know, there's there there's this idea that you just do it on your own or that you can just read your Bible and that you'll be okay, but community is important. And Absolutely. so when you make that decision to uproot out of the local community, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then well, obviously what we're talking about, when you uproot out of the major community uh, all in all, um, that's, a, that's a major, huge issue because all of a sudden 
um, you start listening to every other voice yeah. other than the the voice of truth. Yeah. Now, if you don't believe that that's the voice of truth, then there you go. But um, but but that's that's part of the the problem. You know, like you're talking about deconstructing your faith. You have so many people that um, they believe something. And then all of a sudden they hear something else that makes them question that. Or, you know, we just we just said the word, deconstructing your faith. Yeah. You know, it takes faith to believe in, you know, what we're what we believe in. Right. And so when you all of a sudden start trying to analyze what that looks like, it can put you on an island, so to speak, and, and you feel vulnerable or you feel silly or, you know, whatever if you if you want to start listening to all these other voices. And most people, it seems, are starting to just take the easy road out instead of having things that they don't fully understand or having questions unanswered. They just go the route where they can physically, tangibly answer all their own questions. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to, to echo what Cam's saying there, you know, I'm, I'm saying not from a judgmental, oh, you're not really saved perspective. I'm saying... This is what the Bible teaches. Yeah. The Bible teaches that a true saving faith is a persevering faith, is a faith that lasts till the end. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion. Now, what that looks like might include a, a season where there is a falling away there there is a not not a, a final falling away but a hey I'm struggling with this I've got these doubts I've got these questions wrestling with things that you've been taught as a child or you've been brought up believing that maybe like what we were talking about just a minute ago cam uh, things that are being taught that aren't biblical and you just kind of bought into them because that's what you were taught. That's what the pastor said. Unfortunately, uh, as we've already discussed, there are pastors that are preaching and teaching things that have no basis uh, as it relates to the Word of God. And so deconstructing those things and questioning things that you've been taught that maybe don't line up with God's Word, that's one thing. But abandoning the faith altogether and never coming back to it, the Bible says that's evidence that the the, the faith, the salvation wasn't genuine. It wasn't authentic. Um, and look, if, if you're going through that process or if you're someone that's listening right now and you say, well, you don't understand what I've been through and um, I'm an ex-evangelical for a reason. Hey, we're speaking out of love and concern and, and we want you to know that God's mercies really are new every morning and God's grace is sufficient and there is the possibility for you to be restored and to right fellowship with God and the church. But the answer is not leaving the church. The answer is not abandoning your faith. The answer is growing deeper in your relationship with God and trying to wrestle with those deep questions that exist as a result of your experiences with the church, but finding other believers who are willing to come alongside you and wrestle through those difficult questions with you. Uh, we're not going to have all the answers. There's no church that's going to have all the answers. There's no believer that's going to have all the answers. None of us are going to have all the answers because 
we're not God, and His ways are infinitely greater than ours. His thoughts are infinitely greater than ours. His plan and purpose is perfect. And those aren't just cliches that we throw out there. That's what the Bible teaches, and we believe that the Bible is the Word of God and that it contains perfect, absolute truth. It doesn't mean that that perfect, absolute truth is always easy, um, but but it is truth. Yeah. I think, you know, if we were just being honest with ourselves, uh, if we were... um as willing or susceptible to leave the church, little C and big C, uh, over disappointments as we are, uh, like if we were willing to do that for other aspects of our life as we are for the church, um, man, our lives would be a train wreck because disappointments happen. And, and we, I mean, even as pastors, like even as staff, like we get disappointed with, the way things happen sometimes. You believe like, in everything. Like, yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you got disappointed, which maybe this is a bad example because it happens a lot. I mean, it's sad, it's staggering and just sad how much yeah. it happens. But to get disappointed in your marriage, well, I'll yeah. just leave. You know, get disappointed in your job. Well, I'll just, I'll find another job. Well, don't like my church that much. Don't like this. Well, nah, I'm just going to find another we church. We got to take it to a more practical level. I ain't going to Walmart anymore. Yep. I'm not going to Whataburger anymore. Definitely not going to Domino's anymore. Okay. I mean... Okay, hold yeah. on. That's, that's, wait, hold on. Wait a second. No, 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 no. We're going to Whataburger and we're going to Domino's. We can go to Target instead of Walmart. That's fine. Or, or I've been Publix. disappointed there, too. Yeah, I know, but, you know. I mean, I've had bad We're not going to the emergency room anymore. We definitely we not going to the emergency room anymore. <laughs> Never going to the hospital again. Exactly. You just figured out yourself the power <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but so our lives would look so crazy different yeah. Yeah. all the time if we just were able to up and leave everything else like we choose to do. You know things like the church, and there's a time and a place. I know I keep that's my that's my thing apparently for this episode. There's a time and a place to change things. That's or, why we're singing or, that song. Or to there's you know, a season. You know there there are seasons. Do it again. But um, seasons in some regard. We're not saying that there's a season to get a divorce or that there's a season. You know like those types of things. But You're taking my comments out of context, Cam. But there are seasons to be able to make changes. Yeah. You know and things like that. But, um, but so one thing that I want to do, I, I think I think we're setting ourselves up for something really cool over the next couple of weeks because we we've you know looking at this topic and looking at disappointments you know in the church and people leaving. I, I want us to explore that. I want us to break down over the next couple episodes. I want us to break down um, some some reasons why people are are leaving the church, and we'll we'll talk about those in some other episodes. But before we leave, since we're talking about disappointment this morning, before we end this morning or you know today, I, I want to look at this and uh, and share this with you. One of the reasons why people are leaving the church, uh, according to a survey, is run out of coffee. Yep. No. No they, donuts. They believe. That suffering disproves the existence of God. Well, if you believe that, then God definitely doesn't exist because there's, there's a whole a lot, of lot of suffering going on right now, and it stinks, man. Yeah, but and we're constantly reminded of it. But but the thing is, is like we have we have several examples, even straight from Jesus's mouth, where he tells us, "Hey, this is this ain't gonna be fun," you yeah. know, like. Um, 
I'm going to throw some some a verse at you with some different translations just because sometimes it's fun to dissect, you know, the different translations. Well, yeah, before you do that, let's just uh, think about what I shared. What was it? A couple weeks ago, whenever we were talking about heroes of the faith, and I read that list of heroes of the faith that were tortured. Yeah. Sawn in two. Nah, easy. Burned alive. Done it. Got COVID. Been there. That's not, that's not, I'm kidding. That's not in there. <laughs> anyway, you share what you're going to share. So, yeah, we see that example as, as this is actually, Jesus is actually foreshadowing a lot of those things that come, the, a lot of those, those things that we're talking about that come. So the CSB says, John 16, 33, says, I have told you these things, this is Jesus speaking, to the disciples. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Mm-hmm. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. And, and leading up to that, he's telling them, hey, like, you're going to feel alone, but you're not alone because right now I'm not alone. The Father is with me. But when, when I leave this place, the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is going to be with you. But this is going to stink. But yeah. I'm with you. So take heart because I've already overcome. This is his foreshadowing of going to the cross. So, so that's the CSB. So, so do you think do you think it was like, I've told you these things? Or it was like, Guys, I've told you these things. Yeah, I think it was exaggerated. I think are, it was. Are you yeah. not listening to me? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's one of those things where he's like, it's either that or it's a really serious, heartful moment of saying, "This is this is about this is, is about to go down. This is yeah. what's going to happen." You know, and and the NIV says, "I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble." I love this line, but take heart, I have overcome. The world. Yeah, that one's good. And what does the message say? The I message. The me- no, I'm serious. I was going to pull it up anyway. The message is great on this one. This is a okay. great. This is you know paraphrase. Yep, paraphrase. Not a translation. A paraphrase. Yep. Jesus. This is thirty-one through thirty-three. Paraphrase. Jesus answered them, "Do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins and abandoning me. But I am not abandoned. The Father is with me, and I've told you all these things so that trusting me." You will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I have conquered the world. Mm. That's pretty good. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. Hashtag rest in me because I've overcome the world. Hashtag save your own skins. Yeah. (laughs) But, but, you know, like, but when we like actually look at that, go, I mean, Jesus is legitimately saying right there to the disciples, also, you know, coming out to us, you know, as a foreshadowing, like, hey, you're gonna have difficulties. Yeah. It's and, gonna happen. And and so the only way that I can take someone believing that a God that, you know, doesn't allow suffering is the God, you know, is God, the only way that I could do that is if you say that the word of God isn't true or yeah. isn't a holistic truth because literally coming from this, this coming from the mouth of Jesus says yeah. it's going to be hard. Yeah. You know? And so there's a lot of people that believe that though, that the existence of pain and suffering disproves the existence of God. And, but, uh, but if that's and, your theology though, like you're, 
there's no way to believe in God. I right, mean, like, look right. at what's going on right now. I mean, Hurricane Ida. Yeah. The deaths of the soldiers in Afghanistan. Yeah. The bad news upon bad news upon bad news that we keep hearing about COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, those are three major world issues that are, like, just tremendous, tragic events. And his promise is that he will make all things new. That's right. And so that's our hope. Yeah. But if you don't have that hope, then sure. What's well, a hopeless situation? That's why I say all the time, man, like, what are we what are we doing? What are we doing talking about you need to repent if you got a vaccine and beg God for forgiveness or you're going to hell? What what are we doing using our time that we could be pleading with people? Yeah. To, to turn to Jesus and vaccinated or not, the, yeah, embrace the hope that we have in the gospel. Yeah, what what are we doing? Uh, I mean, we're wasting time. Yeah. Why why are we refusing to focus on the issues of utmost importance? Right. Because I say all the time, like it's hard for me as a pastor as a follower of Jesus who has been called to preach the message of hope every single week, it's hard for me to live in this world right? with the way things are going right now. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what it's like for somebody that doesn't have that hope in that worldview that says, hey, look, it's not that I'm never going to experience pain or suffering, but Christ will be with me through it all. And there's coming a day when he's going to make all the wrongs right, and right. he's going to redeem all of the the world. And there's coming a new heaven and a new earth, and we're going to reign with him for all of eternity. And, like, you don't have any of that? Yeah. And this is all there is? That stinks, That's man. That's tough. Yeah. So... You know, um, as as we wrap up, we can be looking towards you know some of these other things and other reasons why people are leaving. We can dive down into that a little bit more. Um, but but yeah, the truth is is that um, you know, and and we could we could spend hours talking about you know people believing that pain proves the existence that you know proves the non-existence of a God or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, the truth is is that there are plenty of biblical references of people experiencing pain and suffering, but then experiencing deliverance. Yep, and that's yep. what our hope is. One thing real fast, you said it, and I wanted to throw this nugget out there. There's a reason we just said he makes all things new. He works all things for the good. The Afghanistan situation, we've talked about it. Um, I saw something the other day. Um, I personally didn't like vet it for truth, but I believe it's true. Um, I don't know why somebody would lie about this. It was a report from a missionary in Afghanistan of an underground church. Um, You know, there's a lot of suffering, a lot of craziness happening. They said that their underground home church was about 150 people two weeks ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This past week, there's 2,500 people at the church. Come on, 2,500. Yeah. Let's go. You know, we're believing that that's true. Yeah. And we're celebrating that that's true. Um, and, and that's just one story and, yep. and that's just an example, you know, of, of probably tons of different things that God is doing there, yep. even in the midst of like all the chaos and all the suffering, he still works all things for good. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. And 
that's that's exactly a season of suffering for some of those people. Uh huh. And the deliverance of him saying, "Hey, I'm with you." Absolutely. So, we'll uh, we'll dive more into this next week and uh, the weeks following as we explore some of these specific things in detail. We'll see you then. This is Follow You Anywhere. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>